When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm of, see, the thing is with me, I'm of the firm belief oh, that. Oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. <laughs> well, you're ready to teach a class. Oh, yeah, I'm ready, yeah, well, yeah. I'm ready to blow up the world right now. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Oppenheimer right here. Professor uh, Coleman-heimer <laughs> up in here. <laughs> yeah, Coleman-heimer. Uh, father of the bomb. People say, yeah, you bomb all right <laughs> all the time. Come here. Where are you? Where are you, mama? I like the way she... None of these costumes throw her off, man. <laughs> like, I know who it is. They all smell like you. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I bring my hat down a little lower like he did. Now I just look like a cowboy. <laughs> yeah, I can, we can make that work right there. Smooth with it. Coleman-Heimer, there we go. Oh, let's see here. <laughs> that was a quick costume change too. Yeah, that yeah, wasn't bad yeah, at all. Yeah. That wasn't bad at all. I was surprised I had all this stuff in there. It's funny because all my I've gotten a little bigger now. All my white t-shirts don't fit. <laughs> if I take this off, man, tight. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. I'm, when, I, when I'm done with, it, I'm gonna take it off and show you how <laughs> how this the how just stupid I look with this shirt on. I'm like, damn, what happened? Yeah. Yeah, it's like I, it's like I, it's like I got stretched out. No, it ships and phrasing. Yeah, but, there you go. I know. <laughs> oh, anyway, anyway, let's go ahead and get into this review. Let me see that hat. You want you want a hat too? Let me see. Do you want to be Rosterheimer? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Oh, this is little Dreadheimer. <laughs> Perfect. Wearing it sideways. <laughs> <laughs> like a, a Laurel and Hardy looking Ta -da. ass. <laughs> it's like you're not wearing it, it's just on top of I your know, head. On top of the head. <laughs> just place it on there. <laughs> I'll take it though. I'll take it though, man. It's that's all sideways now. You don't want you want to turn around. It's backwards. There you go. You just like a homeless dude. Right, this should look even worse. Uh, do, wear it like you want to, but Ta -da. keep it on since it's over there. Now you got to yeah, keep. Normally it. he's not wearing it. He's holding it, looking for a handout. Yeah, Please. there you go. <laughs> A hobo <laughs> is what you look like. Uh, Hoboheimer. <laughs> Hoboheimer over here. It's my T pain. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and get into our review of this much of this much a, a highly anticipated film right here from this director who has almost a cult like following, and that would be uh, Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan, the one and only. The goat. Yeah, they, they say this man can film anything and people show up for it because anything that he films, people say is pretty incredible. And, you know, the man just doesn't make movies. He makes, you know, he makes he makes he makes he makes, he makes puzzles. He makes cinema. No, he makes puzzles. Uh, okay. Cinema. Yeah, no, right. Cinema I can go and watch. And just <laughs> Christopher Nolan movies. I got to I got to go figure out. <laughs> you got to bring a magnifying you know, glass. Rewatch the movie. Couple I got when I go that shit, I, when I go see a Christopher Nolan film, that shit might as well be a college class. I got to come home. Do, <laughs> I got to do homework and got to write down and read shit to figure out what's going on. And it's probably no different with this movie right here. 
which is Oppenheimer, which is about J. Robert Oppenheimer. They call him the father of the nuclear age. They said the man who will destroy us all <laughs> right here. <laughs> That's why he got out while the getting was good. <laughs> Actually d- died of throat cancer. I mean, you see the oh, cigarette okay, right yeah, there. Yeah. The, the thing he died in 19, was it 46, y'all? But, you know, this is a guy that also uh, ushered in the nuclear age, created the bomb that, well, at least his involvement led up to the bomb that was dropped on Hiroshima. And, uh, you know, a lot of people say anybody that has that kind of that kind of power just in his knowledge is a tremendous figure. Must be known about, must be talked about, must be figured out. And Christopher Nolan said, I'm just the man to do it because, you know, I don't make short movies. So, you know, you're going to know everything Hell about yeah, this man by the time. You're going to sit your head down and watch this three hours long. And believe me, I'm sure that there's a six hour cut out there. Uh, of Oppenheimer. God. But. Uh, this film right here has some amazing actors in it. Uh, this now you have uh, Killian Murphy here, who has been in six Christopher Nolan movies, but this is this is the one where he's uh, he's never led in these movies before. He's never been a lead. Mm-hmm. This is the one where he actually plays the title character of J. Robert Oppenheimer. And as I was saying, you know, Christopher Nolan. Listen, for better or for worse, this man has a he has a fan base for all of his films because all of his films. Say what you will about his movies. Just like we were talking about with the Barbie movie, everything that he makes, at least he's trying to say something. The man definitely has a vision, and he definitely shows that he knows what he's doing. Yeah, right? and as I said, you know, he rarely takes on anything that, that does not at least try to say something intelligent. And, you know, try to spark some sort of intelligent conversation behind it. Same here with uh, Oppenheimer. Now, again, was that a good thing or a bad thing? Because some people's like, "Damn, I just came here to just watch a movie, man. I don't want. I didn't come here to like. <laughs> I didn't come here to go to school." You trying yeah. to teach me something? Like, can, can you just blow something yeah. up? Yeah, like, but come on, man, I'm here for that damn bomb. Yeah, man. That's, and that's what people. Yeah, people. People when they think of Oppenheimer and they're talking about this movie where he is creating the bomb, uh, a lot of people think they're gonna come and see just a, a, a an action film of explosions. You know, they're mm-hmm. gonna think they gonna see one. They're going to see one boom and bang after another. Uh, but this being Christopher Nolan, that's, we know that is not what we're going to get from this. What do we get? Let's go ahead and get into this trailer, and then we'll get into a review. And we'll tell you what we think about Oppenheimer right after this. Detonator charge. We're in a race against the Nazis. And I know what it means if the Nazis have a bomb. We have a 12-month head start. 18. How could you possibly know that? We've got one hope. All America's industrial might and scientific innovation connected here. Secret laboratory. Keep everyone there until it's done. Let's go recruit some scientists. Build a town, build it fast. We don't let scientists bring their families, we'll never get the best. Why would we go to the middle of nowhere for who knows how long? Why? 
Why? How about because this is the most important thing that ever happened in the history of the world? Oh, no stupid shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dumb. You're the great improviser, but this, you can't do in your head. Are we saying there's a chance that when we push that button, we destroy the world? Chances are near zero. Near zero. What do you want for theory alone? Zero would be nice. This is a matter of life and death. I can perform this miracle. World War II would be over. Our boys would come home. That's happening, isn't it? World will remember this day. Our work here will ensure a peace mankind has never seen. Until somebody builds a bigger one. You are the man who gave them the power to destroy themselves. And the world is not prepared. to know what's next. Two. What's next? One. So, Christopher Nolan had some groundwork already established for him to work with, but, but you know, the man existed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for one thing, you story know, he, was already he, written. he had a story, uh, his story is already written, but his story was already written in a book, uh, American Prometheus, The Triumph and Tragedy of J. Robert Oppenheimer. And let me just say this, man. Now, I'm not exactly sure what people are expecting from this movie. You know, Christopher Nolan has given us some great fantasy and science fiction films, uh, you know, given us some great thrillers. But again, this is a this is a, 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 you know, a a biography It's a biopic and a period piece, a period piece. And I'm not and I'm not sure what like I said, I don't know if y'all expecting bombs to be going off every 30 minutes in here (laughs) because this man, you know, made the bomb. But I also read. A, a, a headline. Somebody already sent me a review. Now, before I go into these uh, reviews, I don't try to read other people's reviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, I try to go in kind of cold. I don't want to be influenced. Not that I really am, but I just don't want to read anything. But somebody already sent me something. The headline said, and I'm paraphrasing here. The headline said that this is the biggest spectacle on the big screen. Uh, uh, of all humankind, or something like that. I'm ex- I'm not exaggerating all that much. That sounds like of a, all of all humanity. That sounds yeah. like a slight against Tom Cruise. Like, <laughs> yeah, I've seen you whatever jumping yeah. off a bike and killing a train, but yeah, you a bomb. Listen, let me tell y'all something, man. Uh, I disagree. I disagree highly. You know, this movie is about it's a, it's a bunch of people talking. It ain't, no spe- yeah. it ain't no spectacle. Now, there's some moments in here where, you know, we see things through. Uh, through through Oppenheimer's mind and through his eyes and through his you know the images in his head, you know we have moments where a bomb does go off and it's glorious on the screen, but you know Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning that you're right that that's spectacle. This is people sitting in a room. 
All right. These are people sitting at parties. These are people sitting, you know, uh, in classrooms talking. And I'm not even saying that's a bad thing. I'm I think it's great that this is not spectacle. All right. It shouldn't be. It should, yeah, I say it shouldn't be. Yeah. You know, you'll be over glorifying something that doesn't need to be. This doesn't need to be spectacle. It's great cinematography. It's not spectacle. OK, but that's a good thing. This is actually more political. So when people go see this, don't expect, again, this to be some th- some sort of big thriller or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, this is this is very much more political. This is this is about Oppenheimer's uh, loyalty to his country and how, and uh, and often his character. And the morals that he that he has being called into question, you know, he has a, a history with the Communist Party, which has had different meanings throughout history, but has definitely always been feared and used as a political weapon uh, by, you know, by politicians. And so him having any slight history with the with the with the uh, Communist Party has brought his uh, his character into question. And that's that's the most of the movies about that, about everything that he did to uh, serve his country, you know, Forget that he created something that could probably destroy, you know, all humanity, all, you know, all life on Earth. Uh, he did serve his country. And then later he's he, he's brought in uh, for very much political reasons. Uh, also, his his morality is being brought into question because this, again, it's kind of fascinating because of his service for the country. You know, he did play a role uh, in the in the uh, Manhattan Project, a major role in the Manhattan Project. Uh and that led to the bomb that was dropped on Hiroshima and thus ushering in the whole big nuclear age that we have here. Again, he's considered to be the father of the bomb, the father of the nuclear age. Uh, with this being so political as it is and not heavy on, on, on spectacle, as someone has said, I don't even get that. I, don't, I disagree with the highly. But it reminds me more if, of an Oliver Stone film, an Oliver Stone film with Christopher Nolan visuals. Yeah, because it's very I saw a flash of light in bushes. And then shots rang out. Don't cloak and dagger stuff, you know. They call it Operation Mongoose. It's gonna be okay, Dave. You just talk to us on the record and we'll protect you. That's uh, JFK, right there, directed by Oliver Stone. This reminded me more of JFK, with less action, actually, (laughs) you know. And again, I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. I I like the approach that they took here. You know, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm learning about a fascinating subject. I'm learning about a very important part in history. Uh, I, I mean, I like learning about Oppenheimer. Uh, Oppen- Oppen- I love learning about Oppenheimer. I love learning about Oppenheimer's uh, personal life. You know, I went in thinking that he was some science geek. Turns out he's a hoe. Hey, hell yeah, yeah no. he, <laughs> he turns out my man was, he was a freak, man. He's a, yeah, he, Julian Green's like, that's my hero. Shit, he was, yeah, hell yeah. Like, hey, look at him. Yeah, he was he's so inspirational. You talking shit. about the bomb. He dropped that bomb on that ass on a lot of people in this movie. Man, he was a freak. He was a man. He was on the download with a lot of things. He was so inspirational. Not gay or anything, but maybe. I don't know about anything. On the movie, he was creeping all the time. Hell yes. <laughs> I, I said, that's what I want to be like when I grow up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, hey, listen, I might not be science minded like that. I might not make any big gains in science, but I can lay a bomb like he can on, on that ass. You know, I, I, it, was, it, was, it was fascinating to learn about this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, my criticisms, I don't want it to seem like I have a short attention span or I don't appreciate this movie. Or, you know, I, or I don't see the greatness behind the film. I don't see the passion behind the director of this, you know, uh, uh, with Nolan in this movie, you know, uh, of, of making this film right here. But as I said, being that it's political, there's a lot of talking in this movie. And like I said, it's often people sitting in one room 
actually for the majority of the film, they cut back to that to that one so, room. Yeah, they cut back and forth. And but, you know, maybe not maybe not for the majority, but a lot. And we're talking about a three-hour movie right here. Uh, and I felt that three hours by the yes, end. Yes, me too. Yeah. Like after like me, you talked about it. After that two-hour mark, I started really kind of feeling it. And I was yeah. like, oh, this movie is really dragging. And oh my goodness, I just wish they would have cut like at least 20, 30 minutes off of this movie. I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be one of those people who's gonna get criticized by people who love Christopher Nolan or people who love this movie. But I agree with you on this. Yes. I think that this needed to be cut a little short. I don't, I, I don't, I don't. It don't I, need to be three hours. I think this would have been a masterpiece at an hour forty-five. Yeah, like, like this story does not need to be three hours. If you really, really think about it. You know, I think it loses focus in the last 40 minutes because uh, are we allowed to talk about the use like the black and white and what that represents like in yeah. the movie? Yeah, because that is because when the movie's in color, that's from Oppenheimer's point of view. Right. When it shifts to black and white, that's when uh, what's it called? Strauss, Robert Downey Jr.'s character is talking to Congress and it's kind of playing from his perspective. And I read that as the movie kind of uh, doing this thing. It's like. This is where in Oppenheimer in the real world and this in black and white, this is kind of, you know, where things are black and white, you know, like there's no in between. Okay, so fuck off, y'all who are saying, <laughs> you know, let me just say this, fuck, fuck off to people who are saying, you know, don't be in, see, that's why people hate fucking people like you who watch these whoa, films, man, whoa, because, whoa. you know, you sit up here and criticize and you say, I can't take the three hours. You criticize a movie fairly for being, you know, I didn't say other people couldn't like it or other people wouldn't get it. Don't call it, don't sit up here and call us fucking stupid because we don't fucking <laughs> say have the same opinion as you. That's fucking stupid, okay? It's it's three fucking hours, and we felt like we didn't want. We, we felt the time. Did you see the goddamn film? No, not you know. Not, not everybody's to kiss this movie's fucking ass right here. So because some people are chatting about thing, the, somebody talking about what the chat about. Think is hard. Oh, you intellectual lightweights. Fuck off, y'all. Intellectual lightweights is somebody who can't take somebody else's opinion. Or uh, you haven't seen the movie, and because they're not thinking because, uh, the same as you, because you're already ready to kiss this fucking movie's ass, that they're dumb. How the fucking dumb one right here. How dare us try to give them an honest perspective on this work of art? Right. How dare we're us? We're all not going to think the same way. We yeah. all have different opinions. And it's not because anybody doesn't fucking get it, okay? Because uh, the thing, like I said, I like the approach of them being very intellectual with this. I'm glad it's not something where, you know, they're trying to give explosions every fucking 30 minutes. I like the. We were talking about how great the dialogue is in the movie. There the, is oh, a, a dialogue. Very, the film's tone is incredibly classy and it feels like a classic film. Like Oppenheimer is truly like a great protagonist. Like he mm -hmm. is written to be seen in a movie. And all the exposition that comes out through this dialogue is really cleverly done. And yeah. it's done in a way that is digestible, I think, for mainstream audiences. That's yeah. one of the most impressive things about the movie. Yeah. Maybe I should stop and be like, man, the movie was slow. <laughs> I didn't get all yeah. that. Where were the titties? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, because listen, there, there are a lot of things that I think, even with it talking, I appreciate that they're not, again, trying to make this something where, you know, it's, uh, cause we see a lot of biopics. They change a lot of things to make it entertaining. Christopher Nolan's not doing that. Christopher Nolan is very much engaging in the, in, in the intellectual side of this film. But there's many ways that he makes this movie engaging, even with all the talking. And one of the ways that he does this is, uh, is with the cast. The cast in this movie, uh, you know, we have big, we, we, it's, it's a big cast, first of all. Huge and idea. It's a huge cast. It's a big cast. And they're all, they're, and they're all big names. And, they're, and there's not one good performance among them. They're all great. They're mm -hmm. all great performances. 
Killian uh, Murphy, man, as I said, you know, this is the first time he's been a lead in a uh, Christopher Nolan movie. And this guy is going to be nominated for an Academy Award. I guarantee you right right now that he is. Uh, he's excellent. The way he changes, just the way he changes his, uh, his demeanor as he grows older in the movie. His voice changes. And the mm. way that they portray him and something that we were talking about uh, earlier today is like just the way that he's lit. There's certain scenes where you see the character going through a visual transition. And I swear that they casted him based on the shape of his face. Cause there's there's a scene in the movie where he comes out of like the darkness and his face is lit like a skull. Yeah. Like he looks like the Grim Reaper. Like he's bringing death. Exactly. Yeah. And it is awesome. Uh, there's so many other actors in the movie that I love too. Now I, I saw Josh Hartnett. I know Josh Hartnett has not quit acting or retired. I just hadn't seen some of the stuff that he's done in the past. Uh, and here he is right here. And, and I forgot what show this is, but this, this is not him in, in Oppenheimer. Mm -hmm. uh, this is him in Oppenheimer. He's skipping along. <laughs> Going to make a boom. Uh, he's Josh Hardnett after seeing him in Black Mirror and now seeing him in this continues to impress me as one of the you know better actors that one of the best actors we have out there right now. Director Benny Safdie plays Edward Teller. Phenomenal. Great. Oh, yeah. yeah. Great job. Yeah. Yeah. This guy, this is the guy that directed uh, one of my Good favorite time. movies, A Good Time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He, um, He's great in this. He's a director, but he's also an actor, and he's and he's he was very good in this, man. Uh, it's uh, it's good to see Robert Downey Jr. Jr. Not, not wearing an Iron Man suit for once. <laughs> you know, he's uh, he's Louis Strauss. Uh, he plays a important one of the more important roles in the movie. Yeah. But you know, look, it's Robert Downey Jr. He's great. Uh, he's going for an Oscar. I feel like with that. Well, he's got some competition with uh, oh, with Robert, he, with, uh, with uh, Matt Damon. Matt Damon plays uh, General Leslie Groves, who's over the project of uh, of, uh, uh, of building the, the the bomb that they're going to first launch. Mm -hmm. uh, where was the, the Los Alamos? Los Alamos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a city that they built just to test this bomb. He's over the project, and uh, Matt Damon. This is one of his best performances, man. You know, and all this is attributed to a guy who's not only smart with the material, but a man who's also great with director. I mean, with actors, a director who's great with actors. Right. He's brought. I mean, he he brought a lot of uh, out of Matt Damon here, man. He the, br he brings all their A games out. No, he does. Yeah, the whole movie is very cohesive. Like the acting is amazing, the writing is amazing, but these the visuals, like the lighting in the movie, is really above and beyond. Like like there's subtle things that they did with uh, Josh Hartnett that showed like because he worked for the university and because of something they did, there was like some some oil on his head and there was a light shining on. It. I was like, man, he kind of looks like a cyborg. Like I don't know if that was intentional, but like that's what. I saw when I was seeing it. It's hard to tell sometimes because uh, everything has meaning, you know, you feel like in this movie from the lighting. Absolutely. To, uh, you know. Down uh, to the uh, mise-en-scene, like when the music. there's smoke and like the reflections in people's glasses, there is meaning that can be read into all of it. And I tell y'all, man, if, uh, if and for people who love the dark, the dark night, you know, I got to bring up the dark night because one of my favorites. <laughs> Plus also the dark night, um, it's so, you know, you see, there's there are certain things in here from the Dark Knight that you see here. It has that uh, je ne sais quoi. Well, like no, nah, hold on, let me finish, man. Let me oh, finish. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> 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 this is what we talked about earlier. <laughs> but, um, you know, there, uh, did, no, I will ask you this. Did who scored this? That, I, I didn't look it up, but I just I imagine that it was Hans Zimmer. 
okay, if it's, I don't know if it's Hans Zimmer who did this. If it is, it's, or if it isn't, it sounded very much like that. Uh, for anybody who's seen The Dark Knight, uh, that music that they used at the beginning of the film during the heist, and you know what I'm talking about. That's that score that you hear at the heist at the beginning, uh, and it's not Hans Zimmer that did it. Mm -hmm. I forgot this is probably the first movie that he hasn't scored for. Uh, uh, Christopher Nolan. Nolan. Uh, that 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 intensity of that score that you hear right there, that three is for nine. most Let's of do. this movie. Literally, <laughs> yeah. like for three hours, you, the, he uses this tone of score throughout the film, and it works. And it, yeah. it, 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 it actually. It's, it heightens and it adds to the tension. And it, at first, I thought this is gonna get on my nerves to keep this up, but it did not. It did not. No, it didn't bother me. It was mm -mm. hardly noticeable. Mm -mm. No, not uh, no, not at all. Except you know, uh, because it went so well with what you know the the, the rest of the film. Mm -hmm. The the uh, you know there's a there's a there's a there's a stress level that's supposed to be building through this whole film, and that score just adds to it. Another great performance, but something that we talked about that could also be a criticism. Uh, Emily Blunt as uh, Oppenheimer's wife. Uh, okay. She, no, she was great. I thought she was great. Great enough to where I thought they get they did the character a disservice because I think we need to learn more about her. Emily Blunt gets better and better as this movie goes along for mm -hmm. me. And there's a point where they even now I don't think they explored her enough or the personal life of uh, Oppenheimer enough with her because there's a point where they say that she might they insinuate she's an alcoholic, but they don't really go into that. No, they don't go deep into that at all. No. It's just with props, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much it. Yeah. yeah. No, with her performance, how emotional it was, like how how much uh, heartwarming it was watching her on the screen. Well, truly, it was. She was phenomenal. You, you. It's easy to take a, a character for granted because she, she's the one that is really keeping him stable. Oppenheimer. Mm -hmm. Oppenheimer's yeah. going through a lot, a lot. Of, you know, obviously a lot of pressure, and I think even the movie kind of downplays uh, how important her role was. Uh, uh, you know, his wife, what role was in his in his life and uh, just keeping him kind of stable. Uh, you know, and, and there'll be like, there'll be a lot of talk about how amazing this is on IMAX. And it is, it it, it is. But like I said, man, it's not anything that's, uh, you know, like, like I said, it's, mo it's mostly people talking. Uh, and I will say this, and it's not to undercut anything in this film. You know, and ex anything will look good on IMAX with ex with excellent cinematography. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not, and again, that's not, and they do have great cinematography here. Um, and it's not because it's just shot well. You know, there's a lot of creativity in the visuals. They have a lot of scenes here to reflect uh, how uh, how Oppenheimer feels uh, just by just by the cinematography. There are points where the camera is right up on his face. And they do this thing where he's talking and while he's talking, he's saying one thing and the whole time the background just starts buzzing and vibrating right. to show that he has a lot of self-conflict in what he's saying. He's trying to be a propaganda person for selling, you know, his, his science, but he knows the destructive power of it. And he's just kind of like, this, this is bullshit, man. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't really like what I'm saying. And, 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 and you know, uh, 
there, he's arguing with people and they have, they mix in nuclear explosions with the arguments to show like how, you know, literally these arguments are getting heated. You know, they do a lot with the cinematography to show again, how the stress level of the movie builds. So again, it's not anything where it's, it's spectacle that works in the, on the, on the big screen. It's to create creative decisions to show emotions and, uh, you know, emotional states of characters that really work well on the IMAX screen. Uh, you know, do, do, but is it necessary for IMAX? I'm gonna say, no, <laughs> you know, you don't need it. You don't need it, I don't know, how do you feel? There's no big grand shots, I don't think. Like there's maybe a handful of them near the end and in the middle of the movie, but there's there's no point like where you're like, wow, I had to see this in IMAX. Like a lot of it is like you said, it's like a small room. Yeah, yeah. And it looks incredible, but most movies look incredible these days. <laughs> I would say see if see the IMAX just just because of the sound design that the that the film that oh, the film presents, the sound mixing and the sound design and editing will scare the shit out of you. Shit loud. <laughs> that I'm gonna tell you the, the the hell with these horror movies out here. Oppenheimer's the biggest jump scares I got in the movie <laughs> oh, this year. Yeah, there was a moment where there was a flashlight and a bomb went off and it was quiet. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and I sat up there and I started, and I just kind of got lost because there's a whole scene of just silence and nothing going on. And I sat up there and, th and I said, I need to pick up some eggs. I need to get some turkey meat. I need to get some. <laughs> and I was like, shit. <laughs> it was like, yes. it just came out of nowhere. Martin was sitting next to me. Martin, I saw Martin's ass. <laughs> Martin, <laughs> Martin went this high out of his seat, man. It, yeah, the, it does hit you out of nowhere. Yeah, the sound editing on this movie and the sound mixing is amazing. It's some of the best I've heard. Very effective. Yes. And it uses different sounds in unexpected ways, I think. Mm -hmm. No, it really does. It really does, man, from that score to the, to the uh, explosions, man. Uh, the makeup in the movie, they, they, the, the way they age... The makeup effects are, are very well, man. You know, that they, 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 there are moments where they get older. The movie flip-flops back in time. It's not chronological. They go back and forth, back and forth. And the the the, the makeup effects that they have in the film, you know, like you can see with Robert Downey Jr. right here, he's one of the lighter cases right here. They, but there are scenes where he ages even more. And the makeup effects are, 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 are very well done here, man. The old, the old, the, the aging makeup yeah. that they do. I will say this though: if you can, if you can make people look that great in makeup as they get older, cover up these ear piercing holes that people got. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, unless Oppenheimer had an earring at one time, you know, you that did, is you, true. Did I you didn't know? even notice. Well, on listen, because yeah, it was on I IMAX. I, that at all. I saw that hole right there, and I was like, listen, that's just. But that's a that's a that's a little peeve of mine. Okay, yeah, that's what you were looking for. Yeah, yeah, that's nothing that nothing that just bothers <laughs> yeah. me. I think the makeup for the most part, because it is all practical. Everything mm -hmm. in the movie is practical, practical but, yeah. but the makeup, I thought that it was pretty good. There was one or two parts that I wasn't crazy about the makeup. I thought it looked a little bit silly. Where is that? Um, well, the part you were talking about where they're playing with the light and they're, you know, trying to show the, the nuclear radiation effect. It looked a little bit silly to me mm -hmm. the way it was affecting people's skin. Oh, mm. yeah, yeah. There's, yeah like, there's one shot of that, but okay. for the most part, no complaints, really. Again, the lighting accentuates the makeup a lot. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Uh, you know, and as great as all this is, I hate to bring it back to it, but it's that three hours that really undercuts everything for me here. Uh, you know, I because it created patches in here of a lull where I felt those lulls, man. And I still knew, and there was one moment I said, we still got an hour and 20 minutes to go. <laughs> Looking to watch? Oh, no. Yeah. 
And I hate, I hate saying that because I don't think this is self-indulgent. You know, I, I can I can feel the love from Nolan for the for 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 this you know this story here, but it definitely could have been cut shorter to where I think this could have been cut into a, into a show. Uh, but then again, we wouldn't have seen you know his vision on the big screen like he wanted. And if that's the case, then we could have uh, cut the movie shorter. Uh, and you know, I, I say that because you know it's not even just the length of it that that's bothering me. It's like a I think near the end, there was a moment, a big moment, a key moment in the movie with a key character. And it felt that it was rushed in. Definitely. They they just there's so much story that the movie's trying to get across that it just it throws in something. It's like, wow, that is that's a bombshell in itself. And then you yeah. just move on past it. And then near the end, they try to bring they it back bring up. It. But it's like uh, that moment didn't get to really hit. That was one of the problems with the movie, I thought. Like, the yeah. characters don't get to breathe as much as you wish they did in some parts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, on a technical level, this is the full price. You know, it's almost better than sex on a technical level. Cinematic, me, you know. there's moments of better than sex. Oh, yeah. Moments in yeah. here. Yeah. I even say it's best picture nomination worthy. Whether it needs to win or not, I don't know. But well, nomination, yeah. But the film overall, I, I I can't say that I enjoyed being there for the whole three hours. I'm just being <laughs> honest with you. Just being honest with you. You know, I'm sitting in that seat. And, uh, and there's some people who will be immersed in this because they are watching it on the IMAX screen. And you'll be fine. You'll be, you know, you'll love every minute of it. That just wasn't me, man. Uh, feeling that this could be shorter, uh, I'm going to give this a very high matinee. You know, and I know mm -hmm. that's going to piss some people off. Dude, you stupid. Yeah, man, <laughs> fuck off, man. Uh, yeah, in my opinion, if you don't like it, suck a dick. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, you know, some people just don't be don't be a dick about it. All right. <laughs> just don't just don't don't do that. Don't 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 act like you're better than somebody. Yeah. All right. Uh, so this movie to me, this movie is so powerful. It's a very moving film. At the same time, I think this is one of the most important films uh, to date, honestly. There is so much that I learned in this movie that I never learned when I was in high school, when I was in college. Uh, Christopher Nolan continues to show me why I feel like he's one of the greatest directors out there. Uh, he always brings the best out of his cast. His movies are always shot, to me, excellent. Um, Editing-wise, amazing. Um, I guess the cast. I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fan of the cast he has at, in this film. Uh, when, one character we didn't talk about, uh, Florence Pugh. Pugh. Uh, Florence, Florence Pugh. Pugh. Yeah. Florence mm -hmm. Pugh. Now I liked her a lot, but I wish there was more to her character. The, the, the problem I feel about with her character is that um, when it comes to her, her impact is more felt when she's off the screen, or mm -hmm. her character's impact is felt more when she's off the screen. And I wish they would have done more with her. Now, I know half the time you see her, you know, she's butt-ass naked. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, that was one character I was like, damn, I, w I really wish we'd have got to learn more about her. Um, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, there she is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's what she's doing at the goddamn film. <laughs> crying. crying. Yeah, that's what she's doing is crying. Um, but, look, I, I think this is one of those movies where I know you guys say you guys don't have to see an IMAX. I feel like this is one of the movies where you need to see it in IMAX. Then the, the how, just how great this, like I said, the shots are, how great the the sound design is. I think just elevates this movie to a whole nother level. Um, just like other Christopher Nolan films, uh, Tenet, Inception, all those. Uh, I feel like this is one of the movies where you might not get everything on the first watch. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I, when I saw it yesterday, mm -hmm. I, I I didn't. There was some stuff I didn't get. But I ain't gonna lie, it's three hours. I ain't finna rewatch. Yeah, but yeah. it does warrant 
uh, a rewatch. And uh, my biggest criticism criticism is the same criticism you gave it, man. This this movie is just it's just too long. There's not a lot of movies out there that need to be three hours. You know, this this movie for show for show does not need to be three hours. It kind of feels like uh, you ever watch you get those the, those Blu-ray discs and they always have uh, the the deleted scenes mm-hmm. and they'll put them all in the in the Blu-ray. This is what this kind of felt like, especially when it hits that when it hits that uh, that two and a half hour mark. I was having fun with this movie and really enjoying this movie until that two hour mark, and I was starting to look at my watch like, look, man, how much more time we got. Uh, but look, I, I know I was down on, on the review at the end, but I yeah. still had a, a, a lot of time. I, I had a lot of, a lot of time. I had a lot of fun watching this film, and I and I really liked movies that I can actually sit down and actually learn something while I'm watching this film. Um, I'm giving this. A, I'll give it a full price. I'm good. Yeah, I think uh, we're pretty much on the same page with it. Christopher Nolan is a master filmmaker. If you want to know what an A-plus student looks like in film school, this is a perfect example. And mm-hmm. this really harkens back to like just classic cinema where, you know, the protagonist, he starts in one place, he evolves, and then we get to see him in a totally different place by the end right. of it. Uh, I think that the length is really... It, it makes the movie suffer because it builds up to a certain point that you probably know what that is. Mm-hmm. And then once it gets to like that big moment, it's like, all right, this is kind of like petering out, losing focus. And it, it seemed like he just had more stuff he wanted to do with Robert Downey Jr., which is great. Mm-hmm. But I, I definitely have to pull it down, even though I'd say there are moments in this movie where it is clearly a better than sex but because it goes on for so long in that last 40 minutes i'd have to just give it a regular old full price <laughs> go to the movies and check it out it's a yeah. movie and yeah. i'll say though the bomb wasn't even the best part of the movie that's I thought the it, point it, of the film I, I know i know but that's why people are going to go see the movie you know it's like uh when you when you uh see like this big song on, on itunes or something like that mm. and then it's attached to an album you're only really listening to the album because of that one song. That's that's the thing that that's the thing that brings you in. The bomb is what brings you in. You but think I, so? Yeah, I, that's shit, that's what brought my ass in. Shit. I mean, that's how they were advertising yeah, it, right? I'm it like, was just shit. all the explosion. Yeah, that yeah, that's what's gonna the bomb is what's gonna bring everybody into this movie. But it's not the best part of this film, and that's what I actually really enjoyed about this movie. Yeah, no, I ain't done. And that ending, I think a lot. I don't. I don't know because I think a lot of Christopher Nolan fans know know more about him to they expect more than just well, to go to see a movie. Maybe about not the Christopher Nolan fan, like the casual yeah. that goes into it. Maybe be a little different. But yeah. that I, I, that ending though, that ending really got to me. I'll yeah. just say. I don't want to spoil it, but well, like ending, I said, there, there are some parts in here where it's like I, I I said I think it's best picture. No, you know, it's best picture worthy material. Absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. I judge it by. Would I go see this again? Would I even watch this again if it comes on TV? Probably not. Maybe certain parts. I know if I was studying like certain parts of filmmaking or something, pro- there would probably yeah. be things here in this movie I would. To the movie's and, credit, though, I think some of these scenes are kind of like how you were talking about The Dark Knight the other day, where it's like there's some awesome moments that I'll definitely go back and rewatch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I think it's great. I, I do. I, don't let me, you know, because a lot of people take... A lot of people want this to be a full price better than sex movie because I didn't give it that. It's going to be something where people think I'm not I'm, I'm, I'm not favorable of the film or I'm criticizing the movie too harshly. I don't recommend the film. That's not it at all. That's not Fuck it at them. all. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I mean, reviews are subjective. They're yeah. opinionated, man. Yeah. 
And also some people saying, oh, Bar you gonna, Barbie gets the better opinion. People are two different fucking films. <laughs> and, you, and don't, you don't judge movies by to compare them to each other. You judge a movie based on what that movie wanted to achieve, what that movie was doing. What You know, the, you base that movie on itself. You don't judge it based, you know, comparing it to another movie, especially a movie that's way different from it. You judge it on the basis of its own self and, what, and its own goals. You know, you don't do, you don't, you don't sit up here and play, you don't compare Barbie to Oppenheimer and then say, oh, one is better than the other. No, it's not that. Not that at all. These movies had, th those movies had two different goals. You know, and they were two different experiences. So don't get, don't be a fucking idiot. <laughs> and if you really want to go down that road, honestly, uh, I think both movies, to to the credit of each of the filmmakers, they're very accessible. Because, like, this is about a nuclear physicist. Like, on paper, this sounds boring as hell. And they make it compelling. Like, mm -hmm. for most of it. <laughs> but it, but if you do want to go down that road of comparing it, Barbie was a more entertaining film. I'll you, say you're gonna, it. Now. You're going to have more fun watching Barbie. Well, Definitely. I, yeah, again, you go into two different experiences, though. You know, yeah. one one is meant to be just straightforward entertaining. One is to, and, and to a certain extent, inform. This was more to inform. This is mm. not here to entertain you, you know. It's not, yeah. to, it's not there to, like, it's not there fighting for your attention span. You either have it to watch this or you don't. Mm -hmm. You know, and... Uh, you know, you know, there's there to be appreciated on on, on on other levels. So yeah, I, you know, I yeah, you know, they're both no, they're both. Uh, if you watch both these movies, you have two excellent movies coming out this weekend. Yeah. You know, as far as uh, movies that have to say something, movies that are. And here's 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 the theme between those two movies. You have two movies. One of the things you can say with Barbie and Oppenheimer, you have two big summer movies. These are considered to be blockbusters, and both of them are more on a more intellectual level than most blockbusters that have come out this this summer. Definitely. You know, so yeah, man. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be, uh, yeah, go see it, man. Go see it. It's, it's, a, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely worth watching. I'll tell you that right now. All right. Oh, let's see here. You might say that it's the bomb. Okay. All right. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, that was the bomb. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, let's see here. I see that person's man now talking about Corey gonna talk about me, gonna tech, gonna tech me. No, bro, I ain't gonna tech me. I ain't tacking you. I, I don't even know what you know. I don't know if you were joking or not. I don't know. I'm sorry if you got mad. All I know is you just it looked like you were being condescending uh, as we were giving our review, and I couldn't tell if you were joking or not. You can't tell the tone with the with the with the chat sometimes. So if you were joking, that's fine. But don't don't do this shit talking about I was attacking you and you were being very condescending. You know, now, if you were joking, I couldn't tell. That's fine. That's fine. But, you know, I guess I was coming in defensive already because I know a lot of people, especially when it comes to movies like this and Christopher Nolan films, people are ready to say the moment you give any kind of criticism, well, you're stupid. So maybe you were joking, you know, but, you know, hey, it was good. That's yeah. one of the best things about Oppenheimer is that the movie dumps itself down in a way where because if this wasn't dumbed down the way it is, we all would have been lost. We are not quantum physicists. Yeah. Oh, they say he wasn't joking. Because I know, <laughs> listen, I know two people it was saying things. I mean, like I said, they could have been joking. So if you were joking, you know, my bad. All right, I, I get it. But if you weren't, and, and if you were joking, great, man. That's on me, you know. Uh, maybe I acted too much. But if you were being serious, if you were being serious about calling somebody dumb because they didn't have the same opinion with you on this movie, no, and then going to turn around and talk about you got attacked when you were being condescending and talking down to somebody, you're an asshole. That's all it comes down to. You're an asshole based on somebody else's opinion. Somebody who was sent up here giving an actual intelligent review and you couldn't take it. And then you're going to talk about, you're an asshole, you're entitled. Oh, I get to talk shit, but somebody else can't. Bitch, this is my show. I talk shit all fucking day to you if I want to. 
Yeah, if you was real, you would get from behind that fucking keyboard, talk some real shit to my face. Now this is where it's getting childish. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, that on that last part, I'm kidding. But nah, man, don't don't do that. Joke around, have fun. We all play around. But if you're really serious with that, then don't don't do that, man. Don't don't be a dick like that, and then feel like you're entitled to do it. You talk shit. To, I can talk shit to you. We can talk talk shit to me. It's all now. Nah, you're mm. a bully, man. That's what you are. You're a bully. And ain't nobody gonna take that shit around here from you. Yeah, this is definitely a movie that some people who want to look down on others be like, you just didn't understand it. And yeah. This this yeah. is. I mean, Nolan makes those kind of movies all the time. Yeah. 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 You know, it's just, uh, I was coming in already kind of prepared for that, and I'd be goddamn if you weren't the one that did it. <laughs> Uh, Lit the fuse on him. Yeah, yeah. No, during the middle of the fucking review. <laughs> if the guy's look, if he wants to talk about it, like, or if he's if he's saying he didn't mean it, let him back. I don't, I don't, I don't want to ban anybody for, you know, for, for, for having the for, wrong opinion. Well, no, yeah, but <laughs> I don't have, I don't want to ban anybody for trivial stuff like this. And by the way, people get into arguments with me all the time here, and we make up over it, you know. So if this guy's asking to come back in and. You know, if we can get past this, then that's that's fine. I don't want anybody to be banned over some stupid shit. You know, that's, that's what's kind of dumb anyway. Thanks, Nolan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Orlando Wolf saying, "Imagine being butthurt over an opinion." Yeah, I don't know. I look like I got pretty butthurt myself. I don't know. I don't know. We still love you. Thank you. Party <laughs> crashes says. Uh, is it one of those movies where it's too long but very important? Uh, no, it is. It's, it is very. It's a very important film. Uh, yeah, no, I think it's. I don't even know if you'd say it's an important film. Uh, I do think it's. Uh, it's historical. I, 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 I just think you know it's it's historical. It's I don't know how important it is, but I I think it's one of the as far as direction goes on the technical side it's one of the best made movies out there so you know on that level it's one that you might want to go see on the big screen while you can because it is beautiful up there man mm -hmm. I do think you'll be missing out on, on something if you did not see this on the big screen that's the you know that's one of the biggest things with it so and one thing that we didn't mention and this was something that I heard about people talking about Oppenheimer is it's like wow that's so exploitive you know like they're making a movie about dropping a bomb on Nagasaki and like that's one thing about this movie. It is very respectfully done. And you truly like Oppenheimer's character because it is not about, you know, making something destructive. It is about just the love of the science. And uh, the movie never felt exploitive at all. Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> oh, all right, y'all. There you go. Uh, and uh, some good news. Uh, Sevilla uh, Vergara is single now. Oh, she's on her way. Oh, thank God. My yeah. turn. She's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh Is the sound mixing improved over uh, Tenet? Oh, hell yeah. yes. Yeah. You can understand what everybody's talking about. Yeah. Night uh, and day. This is a wonderful example of what good sounded editing can be like. Yeah. No, it's amazing. I mean, my first saw I thought I was tripping. I was like, did y'all hear what they were saying? 